so we've been talking about this, we're just going to hit the record button. So I was asking Pete about a crypto called uh, World Mobile Token, which I wouldn't say it's not a subset coin, right? But it's it's under the Cardano ecosystem. Could you explain what World Mobile Token is real quick? Yes. Um, World, Mobile's, World Mobile Token's value proposition is connecting the unconnected. So essentially, they'll be using the block blockchain technology in order to create a new digital shared economy. And through that digital shared economy, they'll be providing um, internet connection throughout the world. And they do it through using AirNode technology. And essentially, they are using AirNodes, which are kind of like direct TV antennas. And they put it in strategic areas where there's a lot of traffic in order for them to create like the type of mesh technology. And through putting them in strategic areas, you could kind of expand connectivity and see from that perspective on how um, users are interacting with the network and through the shared economy of like using the world world token you also get that as like your for running like a stake pool I, I guess you get a very you, as you get more technical into it there's like other aspects to it so if you become like a air node operator which is essentially a stake pool operator but for the world mobile token you get paid back in world mobile token but what your job is is like ensuring the network to be like propagating the network okay at all times so um yeah i i just briefly went over everything in a quick way but each part of it kind of has more intricacies that some people are probably more familiar with but in a grand scheme of things it would become a next it's it's creating a digital economy of uh, a shared economy and also leveraging blockchain two, and bringing connectivity three to underserved communities throughout the world. Not only Africa, um, but Pakistan, and now they're entering the U.S. market. And they're not the great value proposition of bought them. It's not they're not a competitor. They are a facilitator to other um, internet carriers or um, just carriers in general where they could enhance their capabilities. Like Starlink is not always also another aspect where they could enhance Starlink's effectiveness throughout different areas too. So yeah, there's a, that, that's the thing. Um, there's this concept called like the blue ocean strategy. Have you ever heard of it? No, I haven't. So this is, I got this from this marketing guy, um, this like a family friend where we were, when I was in Florida, he had mentioned something of like blue ocean and the red ocean strategy. And and then he's like, whenever you look at things in life, try to see things from that lens, because the blue, the red ocean is essentially filled with sharks, a lot of competition. So it it gets very in order for you to get an edge or an advantage, you have to like be super focused, super. You have to be almost excellent at what you're doing because like the competition is so stiff. It's like a very short. Um, it's red. Um, how 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 did he explain it? It's a very, he said it in such Seems a Seems like dog-eat-dog. Like yeah, everyone kind of like that. Themselves. Exactly. It's dog-eat-dog, shark-infested waters. There's a lot of blood in the waters. But if you were to go for the blue ocean strategy, it's kind of like seeing things from the side of where there's not, no competition. Because if you go things from, if you go start a business model from where there's no competition or just an area where nobody's looking at, then you have the ability to take up as much market share as you want because you become 
It's like becoming a monopoly in a way. Yeah. Like, how do people become monopolies? It's like they kind of start with an idea that not too many people are involved in business-wise, but with enough momentum and steam, they could just pretty much gobble up everything else. Yeah. So, um, so that's kind of like whenever like World Mobile Token, what they're doing, or World Mobile actually, um, the the tokens that World Mobile Token WMT, um, what they're doing is that they're not trying to become a next um, cell phone carrier. They're trying to help all cell phone carriers actually expand their services throughout the U.S. throughout each market that they get involved in. So in that sense, they're more of a friend than a foe. So okay. that that opens up more opportunities for them to expand and grow and become that market leader and that shared economy that they're trying to create. Yeah, that makes sense. And I guess quickly, this is Pete and Jake's corner. Just we didn't do we didn't do an intro this time. This one's gonna be a little different. We're talking about crypto, something that Pete is very well informed on. I'm not so much, so he'll be teaching me and you at the same time about this. And also, this is not financial advice. I guess this yes. is technically for entertainment purposes. We're not financial professionals or anything like that. But uh, so on that of not being competition. How exactly does it like help enhance their services? So I guess like Verizon, is it making it so people can interact with the Verizon network using decentralized tokens instead of like a normal payment method or like how how is it making how is it expanding their like user base or how is it not competing with them? It's- yeah, because that's a that's a great question. That's the their value proposition is that from a market standpoint it doesn't make sense for Verizon, T-Mobile, or AT&T to expand their, their network capabilities in certain areas because it's just the cost and yeah. the cost and reward. So can they provide connectivity in a rural area? Yes. But is, this, is it going to justify the cost? No. And also, too, when it comes to the model that they're utilizing right now, like the building towers and whatnot in those areas, those rural areas, it it just from a cost perspective, it just doesn't make sense. So they, that's one of the aspects of the free market in a way. If you were to get into it, where there's certain areas that are just not gonna be represented because they're just um it comes down to to business. You gotta it's yeah. profit driven. It's not the profits are just not there. So um World Mobile Token comes or World Mobile. He saw like World Mobile Token. Because we're talking about the token, but it's it's the same thing, but not. Um, World Mobile comes along and says that, no, we could expand your network capabilities at a fraction of the cost because the guy who founded it, Mister Telecom, is that's his Twitter handle. Very smart guy. He's worked in that industry for over like ten, fifteen years, so he knows what he's talking about. Me, I don't know what I'm talking about as much. I'm just a novice who's seen some of his interviews, understand enough of the value proposition and invest a very small portion of my portfolio in it and definitely would want to see it succeed in the future. I guess, yeah, we should both disclose that we both hold world mobile tokens. Yes. Take that also as, I guess, some potential bias, but we're not going to make any money off you investing in world mobile token or not. So Exactly. So, um... The way that he had described it is they're going to also use aerostats. Um, so you, you take those big blimps 
Okay. Like, yeah. So they're going to put blimps in different areas too. And that will also have an air node and that will be able to provide connectivity. And so do you say it's a mesh network? So it's yeah. like kind of like, exactly. so they're piggybacking off each other. So is it like taking it from, let's just say like Boston where they have like really good infrastructure. Exactly. And then mesh networking that out to like rural yeah. parts in the Northeast where it wouldn't make sense to build a bunch of infrastructure. Exactly. And that, okay, so it's provi- it's expanding their capabilities without building a bunch of expensive equipment. Exactly, because over time, think about it, it's like, you know what, when you're driving and I know you, you've driven all across like the Northeast, down um, down South, there's like certain areas you just are scared to like ever have something happen to you because guess what, there's like no connectivity. Yeah, that's like where, I, where I'm from, like I get like one or two bars of data exactly. and there's like one shitty internet provider like my parents basically still have dial-up like they're paying more for internet than i am here and they get like six megabytes per second if that so this would be a perfect place to like something like world mobile token could really help exactly so world mobile as they're providing those enhanced capabilities throughout it could create a situation where over time people could like societies and can actually build up more because AI and its capabilities. Like, there's so many other things that, like, having great internet access or like decent internet access could really open up more of the world, or like more cities to actually have more people come to them. Um, better. Inf- you don't need to have like as strong of an infrastructure of a, of a big city, and through that, you could also still have the same opportunities in certain ways. Yeah. So, so yeah, it it's still in its infancy. Uh, <laughs> And, but I think the value proposition of like in the next 10, 15 years, it's really going to be a market leader. So it's been approved in some of these places. So it just got approved in America and there's places in like Africa and things. Yeah. Is it operating there anywhere? Like has this technology been like proven out where it's yes. like, so it's, it's already operating? Yeah, it's proven out in Zanzibar, Africa. Um, so they've built out the air nodes in different communities and you could actually go see it in World Mobile Token Scan. World Mobile Scan. Don't quote me. And I am involved in a lot of different things, so I'm not very good with names of certain things. But so please give me some slack. <laughs> but if you look at it, there's like a scan, and essentially what the scan does, it shows you the connectivity in different regions based off of the world on um, the air nodes that were installed. So you get to see in real time how much data was used. The, the the bandwidth or the connectivity. So it shows like the upload. Down exactly. Like, it shows like yeah. latency and everything too. Yeah, it shows all of that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's it's that's how they started, and yeah, and then they've seen it work out, and now they're looking to expand some more. How do the air nodes? So it's like a blimp thing, but like it stays. So they, it's like it's like a weather things. balloon thing. They have they have the blimp. That's one aspect of it in certain areas, but they have like a regular air node where. Um, how do I explain? It's kind of like the you see, like when you have a direct TV antenna, yeah, they have something similar to that. Um, that's more for like the like let's say a community that doesn't have a lot of that doesn't have a lot of people, but it ha- might have a lot of traffic. So they would install kind of like a a version of the antenna in one area, and then kind of track the movement of like how much connectivity is actually being used there. And then kind of install more air nodes in those areas. But the blimp is another aspect for, it's kind of like another another infrastructure piece 
if if that makes sense. And does it just stay up there in depth? Like, how does it stay yeah, up there? That, like, that's the thing. It does stay up there for... Because I'm like, that can't be 100% permanent. And it's like, not. That, is it anchored to the ground so it doesn't just, like, float away? Yeah. <laughs> that's another aspect of it. I definitely need to do more research on that side because that was one thing that you just... That's a way for them to cut down on infrastructure costs. Yeah. So that's why, like, using a blimp in certain areas is just makes, makes sense from a cost perspective. But... Um, like the intricacies of these things, I haven't followed the projects like very, very closely, but in a grand scheme of things, it's a good, it's a good thing to check out and then do more research for yourself. Like I kind of see things, I've listened to a lot of interviews with the founder, he's laid out the concepts, but some of the intricacies of it, I'm not as familiar. So that's why in order for you to make any decision, you have to do your, to do your, do your own research. Like you just... I'm like a arm. Um, I'm like a Monday morning quarterback in certain ways. So just spreading awareness. Just spreading things, awareness. Exactly. Things for you to dig in too deep on your own. Exactly. See the value proposition, and then from there, some of the stuff I say makes sense, and then make your decision for yourself. So. And then so, once it's like avail widely available, at least in America, um, would you pay for World Mobile using World Mobile tokens, or that's just? You said the people that are operate, you could operate a node. Yeah, you could. And you operate. get paid in that basically like a stake, uh, a stake pool operator. So exactly. you're operating that, and like, is it people that are using World Mobile? Like when they're using your node, they're paying you directly with the token, or like, how does the payment and then also like getting compensated for taking place in the ecosystem? Like, do you know? Yeah, how that works. I know a little bit how that works. So they are creating the app. No, they actually started testing the app. But the app essentially will, it it will give anybody the chance to earn World Mobile tokens in stake, kind of like in order for you to get passive rewards. So AirNode operators will get World Mobile tokens as reward for their work. And also, so let's say for payment and whatnot, there is a fiat on-ramp. So you'll be able to make your payments, let's say your monthly payments for service providers on that. And let's say you hold World Mobile tokens in order for you to get part of the shared economy in general, because you have since it's a global thing, and you hold World Mobile token, you know you get like maybe a APR of like three percent or two percent, so you get to earn that on top. And maybe and one of the possibilities too in the future is that so if you're like an active participant using the World Mobile token, then you probably could also pay your own connectivity bills using that token. So there's a lot of use cases there that they're building out using the token itself and they're going to be leveraging so many different options in order for people to get involved. So you'll never feel like you're holding World Mobile token and that's that's your only avenue of interacting with the platform. There's so many different ways. You could become a or air node operator. Um you could say, Oh, that's not too much for me, I could just stake or you could just hold a token or you could just use Fiat. So the app that they recently released has a lot of functionality to it, very seamless, very nice, and then you could create your own avatar. And that they're really trying to go with like the immersiveness of the ecosystem where once you're part of it, you're going to stay there. And also, not only that you're going to stay there, you're going to contribute. And to that contribution, you're going to recommend it to others to also be part of it, like kind of building it out so that the wealth gets distributed over time so a lot a lot of good things to come from the project 
That makes sense. Have you, is the app like publicly available? Have you actually like messed around with it? Um, it's not the, for my recent, most recent time interacting with it, it's not available yet for iOS. Um, one of the content creators that I follow who, who was like a ambassador of the project showed like a preliminary view of it. Um, and it's very nice, but it's not out for public yet. Okay. But I, or maybe it recently did. Because from my last um, review of of the project based on the content creator, he did show like a preview of like what the app will have, like some of the features and some of the functionality of it so far. But I don't think at this time, July 16th, that it's out yet for the public to use. Okay. But, well, once it's out, I think that all of the functionality that I described will an iterative chance and an overtime actually get implemented within it so um tbd on that and then to become an aeronaut operator is that does that just require you to kind of buy the hardware like you purchase an aeronaut and like launch it and then you get compensated for making sure it continues running or is that how it works like yeah there's a hardware requirement to it and also too there's like a there's an nft that you have to buy it's actually a pretty high barrier of entry as i say i can imagine the hardware probably isn't cheap and then you have to have you have to buy an nft at the same time just like to show that you're the owner of it exactly um yeah i remember the last time i checked the floor of one of those nfts is like ninety six thousand eight. and when you buy that does that include the do you get the hardware for buying that i think i i don't think it i think it just gives you the license it's kind of like Uh, buying a license to be able to be a staple operator okay. for the world mobile platform. You say it was 96,000 ADA? Or yeah, ADA. So it's like around $30,000 like $30, yeah. $30, right now. Yeah, so I think there's probably... That's probably a good... If this takes off and does oh, yeah. well, that seems like that's probably a pretty good deal. Right? Oh, it's a, I think it's a great investment long-term because they're, it's not like you're creating the next AT&T. They're creating a global... The world is under yeah. you know, world mobile. So like the I think the long term vision that they have is just that it doesn't matter where you go in the world, you'll be able to utilize them without having to like you know all of the different barriers of um of entry when you leave your country. It's like oh okay now I have AT and C they're charging me like fifty bu- like I think fifteen or twenty bucks a day. And then yeah. Times like, your trip is seven, so you have an extra one hundred and forty bucks that you have to like shell out in order for it to have connectivity. Connectivity is not that great. So as long as they, they're trying to minimize that cost and also to provide you a great service, and over time, whenever those two elements are in play, then there's massive amount of people that get behind it because we're not trying to spend more. We're trying to have better for less. So Yeah. And do they have like a, a roadmap? Do they have like a rough idea of when they think that this will kind of be not like an uh like a household name but like when this will be pretty common in the US like do they think by like 2025 like this will be like the service will be available for most people that want to check it out or is it just kind of TBD depending on like how the market develops I think it's TBD but I they do have a general roadmap on their website so I think that general roadmap will be contingent upon Securing different deals across different countries and whatnot, because even though they secured it in the U.S., which is great, it's like a 50-second um, provider 
um, service provider. But um, other countries, you know, might have stipulations as to, I don't necessarily know why, because yeah. it's just pretty much would be, it's like a slam dunk, where in a sense of, oh, we're providing, we're enhancing everything you have. And there's a country saying, no, we don't want that. I think we're good where we're at. I guess I could see some countries that like have like a authoritarian government. So I don't know if I said that right, but oh yeah, because you like China or something, you wouldn't want everyone to have like free and like unfettered access that they can't censor. Yeah, so yeah, you definitely have a point there. But the rest of the world that's not an authoritative government or will probably be on board with that. So. Um, yeah, it's like decentralizing the internet to a point where everybody's connected and then from there go create other business models and whatnot. So like, I think that's probably the biggest thing with um, technologies when it comes to cryptocurrencies. It's adding that next level of ownership to the internet, but also to enhancing its capabilities for access to everybody across the world. So I think projects that have that mission um, will fare well because they're embodying the ethos of cryptocurrencies, but also to um, that ethos, you know, a lot, a lot of times in business, the ethos of the business is like profits, but and the ethos of cryptocurrencies, like that freedom or like that accessibility for all will over time lead to massive amounts of profits. And I think that philosophy will, will do well over time. It might not be quick, but over time, if that's still the guiding principle of some of these projects, it will do well. Yeah. Like those projects will do well. So it seems like it has a lot of potential. And is there end game? Do they want kind of sounds like they're gonna be like piggybacking off all these other infrastructure companies, like they're extending their capabilities, but once they have enough nodes in place and things like that, once they have their infrastructure built out, couldn't they just kinda bypass things like Verizon and AT&T, they wouldn't have to extend their range anymore. They could just kind of become a mesh network where you're directly, like if you have enough nodes in the country, like someone in Maine could be connected to someone in California just through those mesh, just through those air nodes without going through like a AT&T tower. That's like, is that, you think their end game of, they discussed that at all of eventually just becoming a completely decentralized data provider without using the existing infrastructure at all? Yeah, that's going to be the next step. I think it's probably going to be one of the, it's not only the, the next step per se, but I think that's one of the first things that they're going to do too because one of the previews that they had, and this is just like something that I saw scrolling on their Twitter probably a couple months back. It's just that they're going to they're gonna have like, you're going to be using World Mobile as like your service provider, not Verizon. It's going to be like a new, kind of like Metro PCS, but them. Yeah. Like, you'll be, you'd be utilizing them 100% as opposed to just, like, using AT&T, but using, like, the uh, enhancements based off of that. So, they're going to be both, in my opinion. Long term, they might end up morphing it just, like, you know, kind of like one of those, it's kind of like the boiling frog at one point. So, it's like, you know, it's like you put it and some warm water, like AT&T, Verizon, Metro, like all of them are like, yeah, this is great. You guys are providing all of this. More people can buy our exactly. service. Exactly, more people. And then next thing you know, it's like, oh, wait a minute. You're taking all this market share. Wait, now we have to like actually close our doors because our our business now model is no longer sustainable and you're providing everything better, faster, cheaper. And boom, just like that, World Mobile Token or World Mobile is like the leading 
world service provider for connectivity and um and it'd be fully decentralized exactly fully decentralized people are utilizing it people are making money off of it you could anybody at the individual level because come on it's like if you're going to buy the only way for you to really make money off of AT&T, you gotta buy AT&T stock. Yeah. Well, it'd be like also like the free market too. So you're like, oh, my town has like shitty connectivity. I have 50K. I could go buy an air node and improve the like coverage in my town and also make money for like. Exactly. You're, you're instead of buying stock, you're actually like becoming part of their infrastructure. I guess. Exactly. Like, That's their long-term vision. Yeah, because you can't just like be like, hey, I want to put up an AT&T tower in my backyard type thing. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, that would be, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I, I think that the reason why I had liked this project the most is because they are, they looked at Cardano and they said, you guys are doing it the right way. The slow and steady route. But also too, the other side of it is um, Mr. Telecom, the guy, the CEO and founder, he's very knowledgeable about how the legacy system works and he's forward thinking enough to say how blockchain technology works. And he's also has the philosophical core of saying in order for us to really disrupt it, it's not for us to become the new centralized person. It's like for us to create an economy where we're helping others, providing others opportunities and then through providing others opportunities and access then there will be like another level of true um the, the human experience um gets better yeah because there's a massive advantage that a person who has solid internet versus somebody who doesn't because you're essentially we live in a digital economy everything that we do is digital in certain aspect our education is becoming more and more as that so when you don't have access to that you're at a big disadvantage yeah and we might not see it from our standpoint since we we've gone accustomed to high connectivity like our connectivity drops off just a little bit and we're like what the hell is this so but a lot of people just don't have that in general so yeah giving them an opportunity to to have that and able to create whatever our business is small or big will be very helpful to just like elevating the human experience across countries, um, cultures, whatnot. So that's, I think that's a long-term goal, but it's a worthy goal to pursue. Yeah. And it's great to just be part of it. I don't have to do all the hard work of becoming an aeronaut operator. I could just sit back and like, all right, you do aeronaut operator, you do your thing. I believe in the project. You guys are giving me a dividend. I'm fine. So. Yeah, and I mean, it hits home for me because literally where I'm from is one of those places that has terrible connectivity. Like here, if I want to download something that's 100 gigabytes, it takes like a minute or two. Yeah. Whereas that would literally take two or three days, like back where I'm from. So that's a huge disadvantage if you're working remotely or any yes. anything digitally. Like that is just such a bottleneck. So something like this could change that. And I guess... We're kind of coming up on time, but are there any other projects that are trying to do something similar to this, or is this kind of the only only one that's doing this and, like, actually has some legs to it? Uh, from that perspective, yes. I think Wobble is the only one doing that. The only... There's no other cryptocurrency project, I think, that that's doing this. Um, from my research so far, I could be wrong, but everything else... I think Dish... But Dish is a 
I think what they're trying to do is just trying to use DIDs, like decentralized IDs, in order for them to identify different people throughout their ecosystem. But that's completely different from what World Mobile Token is doing. So, um, or World Mobile is doing, not the World Mobile Token. I keep saying it the wrong way. But I think they're, it's the Blue Ocean strategy. I think they've utilized that pretty well. Yeah, so. it makes sense. I mean, it makes so much sense with something like crypto and decentralized to do something like this, but I, know, I feel like most crypto projects don't, have, I guess, have as much, ut- like their yeah. vision is not to have as so much as utility. Like this is a huge undertaking. Yeah. Like it's kind of even crazy to think about like before it happened, like it must've been crazy when someone was trying to like, um, uh, try, like the proposal for this must've been crazy. Like people must've been like, there's no way you can do this. Like you're going to, make a whole decentralized like telecom company by using cryptocurrency but it makes sense and uh, i can see why there's not many competitors right now but yeah the blue ocean strategy seems like a very good fit for that's pretty much it tony yes it's like i think probably the biggest thing is one person must have vision but if you have vision in a way where nobody else is doing what you're doing ah, then what are the the limit the possibilities are limitless you know yeah, and the fact that it's already like working in Zanzibar and they exactly. just got approval in America, that seems like a huge... And Pakistan too. So. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be, I think the next, like, uh, this will will be one of the best projects to look at uh, from a long-term perspective. Next part, I mean, they're doing great things with them. And it's almost like every time you think, oh, wow, they, this is such a great accomplishment that they've done. They outdo themselves again. They're like, all right. It just rolled out in the U.S., which is a great accomplishment. Watching a couple of years, they're like, oh, yeah, so we deployed over, like, 20 countries. And you're like, whoa, that's amazing. And then after that, they'll say 40, 50, and then 100. You know, it's it's just going to, like, over time, when it really start, is going to start to pick up its legs, it's going to happen so quickly. And, and I think that's probably going to be the point where all these carriers, like, are going to be in that warm water as the frogs, they're like, yeah, this is not too bad until they're like boarding, um, boarding hot and dead. So yeah. Well, we should definitely come back and talk about this, like yes, maybe six sure. months a year from now, see like how it's developed. But definitely something to keep your eye on. Again, not financial advice. Never financial advice. Do your own research, make your own decisions. But definitely something interesting to look into, at least. Yes, for sure. But I like this episode. I think we'll do more stuff like this probably in the future since yes. Pete is such a resource in this area and I like to learn. So I hope that you've also found this informative. Yes. I am a jack of all trade, master of none. So I just try to understand things as much as possible, but sometimes I'm not a hundred percent on everything, but as long as I'm like 80% there, you'll get, you'll, you'll have to figure out the other 20% for yourself in order for you to get the full picture. Hey, 80% is pretty good for me, but hopefully we'll come back in the next one. We'll see, maybe talking about Black Mirror, maybe talking about another crypto, maybe talking about serial killers. Yes. <laughs> Who knows? We're versatile over here. But yeah, we'll catch you in the next one. Pete and Jake's Corner. Bada be puta.